Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the the Survivor Series review pod. What what title are we going with? Is it the uh, is it the R Truth Return? Are we going for the Gunther has five star match with the Miz? Twelve minutes that went. We're going with trash can jump off the top of the War Games cage. Yeah, Sky. No. We're going with CM Punk return confirmed, obviously, aren't we? I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luco and DAD. Welcome to a discussion about CM Punk podcast <laughs> that will, at the end, have about five minutes of Survivor Series chat because that really is how this uh, this pay-per-view is being treated. Survivor Series 2023 is the Extreme Rules 2022 <laughs> of 2023. Should we put on a great show and have a great <laughs> angle? Nah, nah. nah. Why bother? <laughs> because everyone's just going to talk about the ending. No one's going to talk about the matches. No one's going to remember Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle in a fight pit. They're just going to talk about Bray Wyatt's return. If you haven't already, please press the thumbs up button, give us a subscribe, leave a comment down below with all your thoughts on the show, and send in your uh, oh oh. It's because Punk's on the on the screen. I wanted to say Omega chat. We can go back to CMDMs. <laughs> Send in some CMDMs to WrestleTalk.com forward slash support or read out every single one over five US dollars. I'd imagine, <coughs> I would imagine people have some thoughts because last night uh, we actually did our live reactions to Survivor Series, not only from the Long Arm Pub and Brewery in London, but also on the WrestleTalk news channel uh, rather than doing it on the WrestleTalk podcast channel, just something we were trying out. And we had a really good consistent number throughout the show and we were really pleased with how it was performing. And then all of a sudden, happens, and the numbers shot through the roof. As And it reminded me a lot of when Roman beat Cody. Because mm. that's what happened at Mania this year, is that we had a really good solid number. The second that Roman beat Cody, the chat went ballistic, and we were just inundated with chats. Well, you think we did like an hour's worth of ultra chats afterwards. And kind of the same thing happened last night, because at the end of the show, CM Punk WWE return confirmed... The chat went ballistic. We had a bunch of ultra chats coming. So I would imagine that people, now that people have slept on it a little bit, 
they'll have some more thoughts. Especially now that news has come out as well. Well, I haven't had a chance to sleep on it, and I don't think you've slept either <laughs> hey, at all. You've just been up all night. I, I got a good two hours sleep on a chair. On a beanbag in a, the office. On a beanbag in the office while listening to Going In Raw's review of uh, Survivor Series 2023. You're saying Going In Raw sends people to sleep? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I'm not saying that we're a better podcast than them, <laughs> but I will say I had a, I had a pretty good two-hour nap uh, while listening to it. So yeah, the main event of War Games, of Survivor Series rather, was the men's War Games match. Really good match. Hmm. Oh, you didn't like it? No, it's not that I didn't like it. I thought it was fine. Oh. I thought it was a really good match. Really tell, well-told story and d- just ingenious bait-and-switch plotting near the end. It kind of reminded me in a very different way of AEW All-In 2021, where you had the <coughs> you had the Adam Cole debut and then you had the Brian Danielson debut. What you had here, we'll do the whole men's war games later on in the show, but the final moments had all the heels. It was the numbers advantage. They're beaten up the faces. Seth Rollins was put through a table and everyone's waiting for Randy Orton to come down because the whole show, it's like he's not been here, which of course gets the Chicago crowd going, well, maybe that is a misdirect. Maybe it is CM Punk. Rhea Ripley's entrance music hits. She runs down, tries to cash in the briefcase, but we all know the rules. You can't cash in the briefcase if someone's music hits. I also feel as well, if if Priest had successfully cashed in, would the match have become a 10-man scramble? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, it can't be a one-on-one match mm. with Priest and Rollins. So what would the rules for that match have been? Yeah, well, I, I really want to find out now. That's a shame. Let's get progressively more weird matches <laughs> that you can cash in. Money in the Bank briefcase shuts. You cash in Money in the Bank during a Money in the Bank ladder <laughs> match. So Rhea's going to cash this in, but Randy Orton's entrance music hits. We all know that. We all knew that was coming. That's how these wrestling foreshadowing storylines play out. And it sort of made the whole Chicago crowd go, oh, okay, it isn't punk. That's fine. It's fine. Because WWE went out of their way to say the big surprise is Randy Orton. And they still kept the surprise element going, but it was predictable. Here comes Orton. He comes down. He clears house. He looks... He looks big, he looks good. He? Yeah, he looks yeah. really, really looks good. Really, yeah. really, really good. big. Yeah. He yeah. went in and did exactly what he needed to do as well, which is not take any bumps and just hit your trademark spots and get the crowd to cheer you. Five minutes, very simple. A very good use of Randy Orton, this was. And they win, the faces. So they're all standing there. They're celebrating. The little copyright logo appears. Michael Cole even starts to go, well, we've got to to move on now because there's a media call about to happen. One of our lovely little press conferences. And, well... I mean, I, I, people might already be slightly sick of this clip because um, we, we posted it here on the Rest Talk podcast channel, uh, clipped out. You had it featured in your news as well. But for those of you who haven't seen it, here is what happens next. Everyone thinking that CM Punk is going to be here. I think they're about to be time disappointed. Is, time is running out. Time is running out. Yes. It could show up at the press conference. I know. Hey, the, 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 thing, the thing is, the, the logo's popped up, which as yeah, we know, doesn't necessarily that. mean it's the end Triple of the H show. Loves that. <laughs> The music is here. Oh, he's here! 
big reactions. I love how Pete there, um, I think that's all of us. There's a certain generation of NXT TakeOver viewers who have PTSD with the copyright logo. I'll never trust that any broadcaster's finished now until we move on to the next show. Until the network stops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Legends House comes on. <laughs> there was a guy stood next to me at the at the live event last night because I was in the I was actually in amongst that the the, the anarchy that you just saw there. And in, in with the marks. In, well, yeah, the great unwashed. Hmm. And he said to me, oh, copyright logo, Triple H NXT. We all know what that means. And we went, <laughs> yeah. And then we all lost our collective minds. It was the most surreal moment. Hmm. And like, I, what I love about that clip from Pete is Pete literally says, well, if you were expecting a CM Punk return, like you're bang out of luck <laughs> because your time's run out and it ain't happening. And almost the second he finishes that, and then Punk comes out. But a guy, a guy stood on the other side of me. The show finished and the babyface was celebrating. was like, do you know what? That was like on the, the good side of mid-shows that we've had in 2023. A perfectly serviceable pay-per-view. Nothing outstanding. Nothing terrible. A pretty mid-show slightly veering on good and i went yeah i think i would agree with that and then when the, it happened honestly people like were there until we had to kick everyone out because like you know we it was like people have got homes to go to but people <laughs> like, i have to stick around for the press conference people wanted to stick around and just that's all people were talking about no one talked about any of the war game <laughs> stuff no one talked about damage control no one talked about rollins uh pinning priest it was all about punk mm. and punk's return and no and like everyone was like it's one of the greatest things i've ever seen but also i still couldn't quite believe my eyes when i saw it i it felt like we were all having a collective fever dream well let's talk about was it one of the greatest things we've ever seen because what what happened was that the music hits and then punk walks out and that gets an even bigger pop like if you think well there can't be a bigger pop than the cult of personality reaction it goes up by like double. I wonder if people thought, oh, it's, it's going to be Grayson Waller though, isn't it? Yeah. And then, uh, then Punk runs up and down. He's he gets in the crowd with this guy. Careful. This yeah. They don't, thank God he didn't do any dives into the crowd and injures his foot again. This guy just gets him round the the neck and is like Chicago, Chicago. And Punk's there doing this weird gurning face. Yeah. Hmm like that and then at the end of the broadcast punk just stands at the top of the ramp and goes oh <laughs> like gary neville, like gary neville. <laughs> and it finishes and what the, because i wasn't there at the night I, I was i was sleeping i experienced this it happened like the ch -ch -ch. and i checked whatsapp and you, you're all very good you always you you'll just text each other i'm home safe i'm home safe i'm home safe no one went wow what a big thing everyone kept saying it was like have you spoken with ollie yet and i'm like no he's asleep like i and that, that blew people's minds they were like he doesn't know <laughs> and i was like he's not gonna know for another two hours so i really didn't know until it happened you know i didn't there was no twitter spoilers or anything like that and it went Shh, sh i thought whoa no 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 and i actually reversed back <laughs> And then the music played again, and then I watched it all the way through, and then I've watched it through a couple of times, and... <laughs> <laughs> You'll find fewer bigger CM Punk fans and idols than, than I. Uh, likewise, you won't find many bigger Weezer fans than I. 
And I think that makes me uniquely positioned <laughs> to judge on when they're being crap. Because I'm not a blindly devoted fan of anything, I would say. No. I, I, I say so. You know, the part of my fandom is crapping on it when it's good. Well, when it's bad, sorry. And I, I think as well, using Weezer as the example, the, 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 the incredible thing about being a Weezer fan is that excitement for that new album. Yeah. Every time. Despite the fact the last 15 have not been as good as Pinkerton. They've not been as good as the Blue Album. You're holding on hope. It's like, maybe this next mm. one will be that 1994 magic. It's the same mentality of, as why I have watched WWE for all my life. It's the same reason I, I read Green Lantern comics 10 years after they stopped being good. You know, I'll just keep reading. So with Punk, look, this... It's he's back in WWE, and I said a, a, a lot. I think he's going to return. In fact, I owe you ten pounds. You owe me ten pounds. Sure do. Um, I I think it's the right move for WWE. I think it's the right move for CM Punk. I think we will get some great television out of this, especially if Punk goes heel. But as a guy who fell in love with the pre twenty twenty two CM Punk, you know that's from 05 Ring of Honor, through WWE in the early teens, through podcast appearances, UFC, AEW from 2021 for a bit. Mm -hmm. This is not CM Punk Prime. This feels more to me like WWE backstage return CM Punk or AEW second return CM Punk. It's like a... Oh, cool, he's back. But the caveat, and the caveat here is that he has positioned himself as someone who calls out the larger establishments and, and companies, and particularly, you know, Saudi Arabian deals, uh, H, Triple H, all those things. He's been very, very clear. And I was just watching an AEW promo he cut on MJF just before we came in here, and he buries WWE. I think the, the line is, you can go over there, main event, part four night two of some buy one get one free show and you'll get released quicker than you finished in bed the other night meanwhile i'll still be here in aew ready to kick your ass it's a similar thing with cody cody spent a lot of his time telling me how he would never leave aew and how he's aew through and through it's totally within their decision to go and move on from that but you can't do all those things and then expect me to still be 100% uncritically happy when people go directly back on their word. But what a moment. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was, But it wasn't. Honestly, much like the Collision one, and this is more confusing for me because the relationship with WWE and Triple H is so much more charged. He did say that WWE nearly killed him. WWE nearly killed him. That they have a blood-sucking money deal with Saudi Arabia. Yeah. I, they fired him on his <sighs> wedding day. Purposefully so. Cler clerical error, I, I don't buy. They purposefully fired him on his wedding day. So to to see him turn up there, it I, I, even watching the moment out of context, well, no, actually, it's impossible to separate from context, I, I was like, huh, this doesn't feel like the big cathartic return to wrestling that Phil had a couple of years ago. This wasn't one of the greatest wrestling returns of all time with CM Punk, CM Punk from Chicago, him jumping in the crowd, me crying, that guy in the crowd crying. It was not even 20% of that. 
Yeah, I, I would agree with that. That's also that's diminishing returns. He's had three. <laughs> he has had three returns in two years. Yeah. So of course, the third one of those is not going to be as impactful as the first one of those, considering he'd been gone for seven years prior to that. So I, 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 I take your point on that one. This, I think, more is because this is the thing we thought we'd never see. This is Brett going back to WWF. This is Warrior going back to WWE. This is Goldberg going back to WWE. This is Hogan going back to WWE. Jar- like even Jarrett going back to WWE. Eventually, every- Sting debuting at Survivor Series. Those people you thought, I'll never see either take their first step in the case of Sting or step back into a WWE ring in the sense of Goldberg, Warrior, Brett, etc., that's where punk is for me in this one when he came out and that's why i keep meaning like it's about this sort of surreal fever dream energy because i never thought i would see punk walk out of a ww tunnel even though there's been so much news of he went backstage to raw because he was trying to get a job there while still under contract to aew and there's been you know rumors and reports and things like that i mean according to triple h and sean ross Sapp has had very good reporting on this he has been the man when it has come to reporting on this because and you can tell how good his report is triple h essentially said exactly what uh, srs has been reporting which is the deal for him to come in was not done until the morning of Survivor Series. The, when Punk woke up on the morning of Survivor Series, he had no WWE contract. I mean, but stuff like that happens all the time. People yeah. will agree terms weeks before but, you get a signed but contract. Even, but even well, the point I'm making is that like, even with all of this reports and rumours and Living Colour releasing a new ver- like a 2023 remaster of uh, Cult of Personality the day before Survivor Series, Punk troll tweeting, oh, I'll be at Survivor Series, oh, I'm the devil. I never thought he would go back for two reasons a no actually i'll I'll, I'll cram around that because i thought he would go back on his terms because you know he wants the money he wants to stick it to aew but b they don't i didn't even think they'd want him Mm. because really they don't need him well maybe they do are you talking about tv deals i'm talking about tv deals and there was the thurston report last week that for the first time in months wwe has seen negative month on uh, market to market declines in live event ticket sales so this whole bloodline roman led resurgence has waned mm-hmm. since SummerSlam. he's not gonna be around till january the, and the biggest free agent in wrestling is sitting right there well that's it and like it depends on what his deal is because I, I i mean i don't know is it a brock lesnar type deal is he going to be a regular on television doing weekly television matches and pay-per-views or is it going to be like edge or lesnar where it's you just come in do four weeks of tv and rumble and you do mania and you do SummerSlam, and then we don't see you for the rest of the year or and you just do the saudi shows or oh, if he does a saudi show well, of course he will yeah of, co- of course he will like you know because but how does that make you feel well everyone's a hypocrite so like <laughs> cm punk's no different to that mm. like he said a lot of things that he doesn't like and then does so he's no different to any other wrestler, I guess. But like, there will be people who will blindly look past that, but there will be people who rightly will call him out for being a hypocrite on that. But how, like, but how does that make you feel, though? It's, it's all well and good to say everyone's got a degree of hypocritism, which is true. Mm. But then if someone sort of builds their whole character and what they stand for around that, 
it's, and then they go yeah. back on it. Well, it's the same way I felt about Cody. <laughs> you mentioned Cody earlier. It's the exact same way I felt about Cody because Cody spent his whole time away from WWE talking about how he does not like WWE and it is not a good place for people to go. And then he went back at the first opportunity he got. He went back to bad WWE as well. I know. He went Vince to, was still there. He went to Vince land. So I, I feel the same with Punk, which is just like, ah, I kind of thought better of you in a way. Mm-hmm. But my the reason why I'm not like, so jumping onto that bandwagon is because this is a different WWE. This is not Vince WWE. This is Triple H-led creative WWE. This is much better WWE than it was two years ago. So maybe, maybe this one will be different. Granted, he's already caused issues. <laughs> he wasn't even there for an hour and people were pissed off about it. It's gonna. I think it's the thing that we're going to find out basically is... <sighs> I was talking about this with with um, Ellis, one of our, our, our tech guy who was running our stream last night. I was like, all of the reports about Punk backstage in AEW and about his bad attitude, about his arguing with talent, about his, you know, pissed off, I'm better than you nature. And everyone was like, oh, that's a bad look on AEW. I said to Ellis, like, all of those same reports were about him in WWE. It's just that WWE managed that better. Mm. So can they manage it better a second time round? when he really believes he's a bigger star. Like, I, I think Punk probably thinks I'm a bigger star than WWE. He certainly did for AEW. And I think he probably thinks I'm a much bigger star than Cody. I'm a bigger star than Roman. I'm a bigger star than Triple H. I'm a bigger star than WWE as a brand. And how do you control that? Do you think he has a WrestleMania main event written into his contract? Uh, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. It's always the one thing he never got. Yeah. And I bet that's that eats away at him over time. Yeah, that would not surprise me. Here's the thing. Shame it can't be against Triple H. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing to add on to this. How thick are AEW not to have a non-compete clause in the contract when you fired him? Yeah, I don't know how that... I mean, I don't know US employment law, but well, sometimes... Well, WWE have it. When you fight, when you release when, someone, when you when yeah. you fire someone, when, yeah. even when you fire someone, because like when Brock got like released, he had like a non compete clause for like mm. seven years to before he could go anywhere else. I think Punk had the same deal. Like when Punk's <laughs> thing was his termination was you can't wrestle anywhere, including like UFC, for a certain number of years. But like Punk's been gone for what since September? He's been gone for three months. Yeah, and he's back with the 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 biggest product, like the biggest promotion on the planet. Two and a half months, I guess, wouldn't it? I mean, they got the will it the William Regal thing was uh, a year at least. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't allowed so, to appear like, on TV. So they got Regal like banned off TV, but they didn't get Punk banned yeah. off TV. Yeah. Like that's that feels like such an epic fail for AEW. I think they probably just wanted to... I'm sure they could have done it if they pushed for it, but they probably just wanted to be done with all that drama and legal wrangling by that point. Maybe. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, very short-sighted, especially when you've got that huge Chicago... Was Collision in Chicago? No, this Collision was not in Chicago. But Dynamite was in Chicago. Dynamite was in Chicago, And Survivor's... I mean, yeah. Like, you could have... You could have pushed this back a bit. Uh, When Punk was in the crowd he said this is my time yeah yeah what's that, I, what's that relation to well it's clobbering time i guess and it's just like that now is my time to not be uh in a promotion with children i guess and i can <laughs> i can now work with some adults like maybe that's what he's referring adults to adults i hate <laughs> he's never gonna be happy no well of course he's not but he was never he's never gonna be happy in aew either mm. um the thing i i 
I, I don't think I particularly agree with some of the takes I've seen online, which is that CM Punk has come home. That is the one thing I'm like, I think let's pump the brakes on, on that one ever so slightly because he hated it here. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he was never a WWE guy. No, he was a Ring of Honor guy that got signed to WWE and was still a Ring of Honor guy while he was there. And it's why he never got pushed early doors mm. is because Triple H and Shawn Michaels didn't like him because he was an ROH guy. And it was he who paved the way for all the ROH guys since. Your Seth Rollins is, your Brian Danielson, your Owens. Your Owens. It's the... Um, yeah, because he cut that promo when he returned to wrestling in AEW. I've come back home after this many years to wrestling. If he cuts a sp- I've come home to sports, sports entertainment. entertainment promo. I'm still going to I'm still going to love him. I'm still going to defend him. We, but yeah. this is yeah, like, This uh, is not the this is not a, a a cathartic return for me. This is this is the sort of hypocritical turn of uh, someone I respected a great... Well, you know. Respect's a strong word. <laughs> Why is the word? <laughs> Idolised. Yeah, well, we, we, you and I have talked about this a lot. It's difficult being a CM Punk fan. Yes. I once made a whole video uh, on Parts Fun and about how it's difficult being a CM Punk fan. Because on the one hand, you're like, well, he's an incredible wrestler, and he's an incredible promo. Like how great he is at storytelling. And on the other hand, he's CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> and that comes with all of that baggage and things mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, so I think the only thing I've really taken umbrage with is this idea that he has come home. Yes. Because this feels like, this never feels like it's his home. But what I will say is, man, there's some excitement in the air. Because like all the people that were there at the Long Island Pub and Brewery last night kept saying to me, oh man, the Rumble. What's he going to do at the Rumble? And, oh, man, what's he going to do at Mania? Oh, man, him versus Roman. Oh, man, he's going to be... Oh, oh man, Cody's never finishing that story. Yeah. Like, what's, what's with Rollins? Drew McIntyre stormed out of the building because he's pissed off that CM Punk has come back. Rollins is now trying to work an angle with CM Punk to, to build that match because they don't... They legit don't like each other, but Rollins is that much of a professional. He didn't like Matt Riddle either, but worked a program with him. Like there's just every single person there was like, and what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And that genuinely for me, and maybe that is just like that is a, a, a being in that place at that point in time is what got me excited. Mm-hmm. If I was watching this at home, I maybe I'd have a different opinion. But I yes. was, but I was surrounded by like a hundred or so wrestling fans that would be like, and what about this? And what about this? Isn't this exciting? And I'm like, yeah, it is. <coughs> Do you think? Uh... You hold off on the first match until Royal Rumble 20, uh, 2024. Depends on how much you want to pop a rating, I guess, because you're in TV rights negotiation season. And like the, the... It's just, it's so neat because he left 10 years in the, in the Rumble 10 years ago. Yeah. And he returns, hopefully at the same number. And then, I don't know, goes on to win it. Would that be how you do it? Or Rollins takes him out? Well, that's it. Like, do you really want to have like punk win the rumble like the second he comes back and like because that's 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 kind of an aew move isn't it which is just like let's well, it's a s- wwe move as well with edge and well yeah but like, like that yeah but like let's sack off all plans we had if edge didn't win the rumble he came back in though drew won that one who edge has won a recent rumble though right yeah he won the rumble at the year after yes yeah did he i think so did he win one rumble did oh, he win that one? i don't want to do survival series right <laughs> 
But he can beat Seth for the title. He doesn't have to go into the Roman feud. But again, I feel like that's the AEW thing is what they did, which was just like, let's sack off all of these plans we had. Let's sack off all of these guys that we've been building because we've got Punk now. I mean, but that's, that is what you should do. But it didn't work for AEW. <laughs> it actually t- it demonstrously hurt AEW. And they're still recovering from that decision. Well, that was through backstage issues. If you if you're Triple H and, and, and you think getting hurt, if you think I can manage this situation better, I'll show AEW that I can take their problem and make a success of it. I think you definitely make Punk the champion. I mean, well, WWE like the word from WWE when he signed with AEW was like, well, he's their problem now, and now AEW <laughs> can be like, well, he's their problem now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Let's see what you all think on the uh, CMDMs. Please get them into wrestletalk.com forward slash support or read out every single one over five US dollars. Matt. Can I, can I, can I ask for a poll from, from ModMod, please? <clears throat> mm. Are you happy that CM Punk is back? Yes and no. 
just looking for a binary choice here. Matt says, this is a long one. Lots of chats have been done in one big chunk. I really enjoyed Survivor Series, Ollie. I thought it was a trust to me. I thought it was a four out of five show that got elevated to a five with Punk Return, and I'm not a Punk fan. I get the hypocrisy of him going back to WWE, and if Vince was still in charge, I'd agree. Punk, for many, was their voice looking for positive change in WWE at a time when Vince refused to listen to his audience. This is a different WWE to the WWE Punk left and cut a pipe bomb on all those years ago. This is Triple H WWE. This is a WWE that listens to and respects the fans. I'll just interject here. This is Ollie speaking now. But this isn't a move done. I, I feel like this isn't a move done because Punk suddenly loves Triple H and WWE. This is a cynical move to screw over his previous company. Well, of course, yeah, because you're in a wrestling war. Yeah. So I, I, I don't get. I see where you're coming from, but I don't. I don't feel like that's the reason, which is why I'm not connecting to it on that level. Do I have my concerns, given how the AEW run went? Yes, of course. But this is a different situation. Tony Khan was a CM Punk mark, and that his fandom of Punk get in the way. Punk had more leverage as AEW needed Punk more than he needed them. I still think Punk should have been fired after Brawl Out last year. Tony's fandom got in the way of his judgment. Punk got a second chance, and he started banning people from shows, and he got a third chance. Brawl In happened. Uh, Tony got scared for his life and Punk was fired. Hunter isn't a CM Punk mark. I'm sure he will book Punk well. The old Kevin Nash, this Solly, the old Kevin Nash line is, uh, well, why do we bury them when they're not in the company? You know, like just scripting lines to screw over people. Why don't we bring them in and then beat them? <laughs> <laughs> um, the case of... Uh, it, right now, it's a case of Punk needing WWE to repair his image after how his AEW run ended. Punk's AEW run made him a villain in many fans' eyes. I can see Punk wanting to change that narrative with this WWE run, and also Spite is a powerful weapon as well. Ibu of Wrestle Purists has mentioned how Punk told people close to him he wanted things to work with WWE and wanted to mend fences with everyone who had issues with him. Well, of course, because he's looking for a job. SRS even mentioned how Hunter and Punk talked for an hour on the phone last week, with the goal being to mend fences. A whole hour, you say? Following Brawl Out last week, they're probably just crapping on AEW. And another thing they did. I'd imagine that was a lot of it what it was. Because one of the things they didn't talk about was Nakamura's promos. Like, creatively, you could have had some creative plans in there. Following Brawl Out last year, reports came out in December of Punk being open to leaving AEW and returning to WWE. I think he had his mind made last year that he wanted to work for Hunter. He even showed up to Raw back in May looking to mend fences. I do think if he pulls the same BS WWE that he did in AEW, Hunter will fire him. There will be no second or third chance. As someone who's not a Punk fan and thinks he's overrated, I will still applaud Hunter for listening to the audience and bringing Punk back because they were demanding it. Personal feelings aside, it's been a crazy year in wrestling. Imagine this time last year saying that 12 months from now, Edge and Will Ospreay will be in AEW and CM Punk and Jade Cargill will be in WWE. Wrestling is crazy and I love it. A lot of very well made points there, uh, Matt. Uh, none of which, not, I don't agree with all of them, but I, I do think they were very well argued. Did you hear um, Hunter's comments about uh, Jade? Oh, that she, that, that she wasn't trained very well. Yeah, basically was just like crapping on AEW there to be like, well, you know, it's not her fault that she wasn't trained very well in her in her previous employments, in so many words. Dustin Rhodes trained her. Yeah, well, That's Bri Cody's bro brother. Brian Danielson trained her. <laughs> Are you trying to tell me that Brian Danielson did a bad job? Because like, the, the report is with Jade. 
is that they were all ready to go all guns blazing with her, and then they saw her wrestle and were like, ah, let's, let's hold off, I mm. think, and we'll give her a bit more time. The Guilty Hat says, When Punk went to AEW, I said I was happy for the people who want him, but he's not for me. Now he's back in WWE, I can't even say that. He's the toxic ex of wrestling, and I just want to not hear about him. Hope he enjoys maiming night four of a buy one, get one free extravaganza. The thing is, you mentioned that clip earlier, and a lot of people were sharing that around as well, but the tables have turned. WWE aren't doing buy one get one free tickets anymore because they can sell tickets like that. Hmm. AEW, on the other hand, are doing buy one get one free offers. It is, you know, Punk could talk about grass being greener on the other side of the fence, but the grass now looks the same as WWE's did two years ago. Hannah of the NRB Discord, the fans didn't seem to like the return. They were cheering CM Punk, which they do for bad stuff. You know, if it's CM, oh, oh, it's yeah, very yeah. funny. Uh, Laxim Narasimhan B, welcome back, uh, has said, was watching Survivor Series on my phone and was about to call it a day after the logo, only for Punk's music to hit. Also, even if Seth Rollins' reaction was not a work, hey, Kingston did business despite his immense dislike for Punk. Can't see why Rollins can't slash won't. Uh, Mark Flay says, as a <laughs> non-fan of Punk after his antics the past couple of years, I'm glad that he joined WWE yesterday because it will stop the is that a CM Punk reference. It's tiresome as of late and people will stop saying he is the AEW <laughs> devil. Will Campbell, hi guys, while the reaction was great and the pop was absolutely nuclear, I'm not quite sure how this is going to turn out. Punk being back will put a lot of eyes on WWE, but I can't shake the feeling that there's a hint of tension in the air. Thoughts? There's also the argument as well that what uh, Punk in AEW, uh, what we saw with Punk in AEW was a case of it's high at the start, but then dips off. Like ratings were big when he first came in, but then slowly dipped off. You need a good story. Yeah. You need a good follow-up. Uh, Kid Cuddy, I tried to keep it real in my Ultra Chat, so I'm going to keep it real now too. I'm a big old hypocrite. I was quick to say I didn't want Punk back in WWE, but when that music hit and Chicago blew the F up, I felt like Ollie down in my heart. Keep cooking, Triple H. I think you feel slightly different uh, now on that one. You, you, know, you didn't cry this time. No. no. Well, I did, but I remember when he was coming back to Collision, yeah. everyone was like, oh my God, is, it, well, is Ollie going to cry again? I'm like, no, because this is an absolute crap show. <laughs> this, is, this is a mess. <laughs> uh, Nate here says, I almost didn't watch the show because I'm about two weeks behind in wrestling, but I had a gut feeling to watch along with your live reactions. I'm so glad I did. Love or hate punk, what a moment. I like the idea that Nate was like, I must watch this show for some reason. I, I saw someone in a moderator's chat, I think, said Ollie did an Undertaker sit up <laughs> at 4 a.m. from bed when he when he just felt I just felt it happening. Uh, Nathan has been a member for nine months in a row, says those returns with Randy and Punk made me feel like I was a kid again. Love the content, lads. Keep up the good work. Harriet Manga Girl has been a member for 11 months in a row, says afternoon. Guys, that return of Punk is definitely a moment I will not forget in a long time, especially with the crowd reactions from the watch along. I, I won't be forgetting it in a hurry. The Lost Ollie Jacket says Nick Khan. The fans want Punk. Can we get him? Triple H. Yes. Barely an inconvenience. That's actually a good point as well, you know, because Matt was talking about Triple H, Triple H, Triple H. Kid Cuddy there was talking about Triple H, Triple H, Triple H. This was a Nick Khan choice. Mm. This Nick Khan's the guy in charge here. He's the guy. Like, Triple H just, just runs creative. He doesn't make any business decisions. He's asked about his thoughts on them, but he doesn't make any business decisions. This was a Nick Khan decision to bring him back. 
Thomas. Now that Punk returned, we can look forward to him getting hurt, then returning again to get fired and then return to AEW months later. He's the Jeff Jarrett of the Attitude Era <laughs> of the Monday Night War, just bouncing back and forth. Apart from, come on, Double J was a bit more of a draw and a ratings <laughs> mover than Punk. Uh, Zachary Jenkins. When I heard the TV static, I screamed at the top of my lungs. Don't know how this will work out, but just going to sit back and see. Honestly, it's kind of like if WWE and AEW did a Legends trade between Punk and Edge. My Day 77. CM Punk and Seth Rollins has to be a work on some level. It has us all talking. Raw will be through the roof of a viewership. I don't know about that. They uh, might break 2 million views. <laughs> they might get to 1.8. Uh, WWE might not be able to show wrestlers flipping people off and swearing, but fans caught it on camera and not WWE. All the Rollins stuff is 100% a work. That's been reported. That's, yeah. that's not us speculating. Ryan Marshall. My sister's wedding was last night, and I joked with her hubby about how we should have been at Survivor Series that was 45 minutes away from us. Returned from the reception late at night to see what had happened, and now I, I might have been serious about it. <laughs> Sammy Boy said, It's weird. I feel like the return is unearned. All the BTS stories are so fresh. All his behind the scenes, not uh, the the band. Uh, all his complaining about WWE, his promo saying he left wrestling after he left Ring of Honor. Everything feels a bit icky, hypocritical. But I guess I'll let it cook and see what happens. It would have been cool if Punk play uh, played on an AEW shirt and said "Real Champion" or a Devil Mask, but it just played. But it just felt like they played it as if it was a WWE homecoming. I followed him on his opinions against WWE. <clears throat> now he's just a 2K return. And for me, ah. not a boom return. Yeah, that's your cover star. Um, people keep saying cook. Yeah. So, so stuff is cooking. I don't. I'm. I'm it's, I've just only noticed this today. Dan is, is, says it a lot as well, but he's young and fresh. He's, he's like two years younger than us. Yeah, I know, but he's like way more youthful. Like. Yeah, he's trying to be. Yeah. Whereas I know I'm not, so I don't try. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pushing forward. I, it's like I, I can I can surmise what it is. It's I've got some plans that I'm working on. Yeah, I'm doing good. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm cooking up some plans here. Chai Town Ken, I agree with Ollie's review. I was there last night at Survivor Series, and as shocked as I was about Punk's return, it did feel like a sellout move on his part. Should I give a? You know, I. I do like to give predictions, and I love it when they come true. <laughs> you are good at them. So I'm going to say my prediction is that this CM Punk run will actually be great. And yeah, I think it will be great. I think it will be really well booked. I trust in the creative people there. I think the matches will be awesome. I think the Rumble spot, the Mania match, whatever feud after that will be amazing. Uh, because he's going to want to do that to harm AEW even more, to make WWE hotter. I think we're in store for some great wrestling television. Yep, I think I agree. Uh, Red, White, and Black said, I figured that CM Punk was going to return, but I didn't want to believe it. This is the same guy in AEW who had a world title reign and his own show and still wasn't satisfied. I was so irritated when I heard his music hit. Seth's right, the guy's a cancer. The Roller Costa says, Hey guys, completely fell off WWE when Roman beat Cody, but I will say, for a man who draws people for his authenticity, this might be the most inauthentic thing Punk has ever done. Nothing he says or does carries any weight anymore, but I hope you have a good day. Well, yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at with this, which yeah. is why I really hope that he does, that he quickly gets to a heel character in WWE and he can just be bitter old man Punk. 
Jack Lloyd, I'm completely torn on Punk. I love Punk and he's a fascinating character and a great a great wrestler, but now I feel like he's completely disingenuous and a hypocrite. You guys seen Seth flipping Punk off and going mad and the Drew Reporter about him being pissed off? Sure have. In fact, my WrestleTalk news on that will be going live in about uh, 90 minutes time. Ryan V says, why in God's name are we celebrating this man's return? He's proven he's bad overall. I used to be a huge CM Punk fan, but sadly soured on me over time seeing him on AEW. He's exactly like Hogan, yet Whoa. this guy doesn't like him. Um, yes, I just had to go off camera there because if you blow your nose on screen, <laughs> people think you do, you're doing cocaine. <laughs> yeah, the problem is people didn't see you blow your nose now. Oh, so, so they, they're just here. This, oh, they'll no. just, so they'll just think and just, uh. and just assume that's what you did. And because they've assumed it, they think that's the right. And they, you know, then I'll just put it out on Twitter. I've gone, I've gone classic Lady Doth protest too much. I wasn't doing cocaine. <laughs> JS Wooten has been a member for 19 months in a row, said Ollie has been out in the wilderness. Today, Ollie has returned from the wilderness, and this is the Ollie I've missed for close to two years. I don't, I, I don't understand that. No, because I I'm, I'm down on the punk return. Hannah of the NRB Discord said the non-compete clause would be nulled if you are fired for gross misconduct uh. rather than released from your contract. Maybe. Uh, it's because it's immediate suspension of all benefits relating to the job, such as healthcare and the additional pay. Oh, well, there you go. That's, that's what I thought it might be. Okay, I stand corrected. Like the man in orthopedic shoes. Brett J. Rasmussen says TK terminated Punk with core. So legally, because it's not a normal release of termination, there's no non-compete for Punk. I was watching uh, you with your live reaction yesterday and freaked out too because of the moment. But I do agree with Ollie. Oh, I like, I like this. Dragonheart says, morning from the US. I know you're happy, Ollie, about Punk in WWE. Well, yeah, okay, <laughs> they, they probably haven't watched the stuff yet. <laughs> probably just got to comment him right away. <laughs> But he's trouble everywhere he goes. Um, he only came back because AEW fired him. His return is fueled by vindictiveness. He wants to stick it to AEW. He loves holding grudges. This won't hold well. He's said more or less well, what yeah, you have said. Yeah, I, 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 you're making me change my mind here, Dragonheart. I think those are good points, actually. Punk shouldn't compare for shouldn't compete for titles or in a WrestleMania main event anytime soon. He has a lot of work to do to regain WWE's trust. Don't put him in the Rumble. Keep him away from the WrestleMania main event. Cody versus Roman 2 in Philly must remain the plan um for cody to lose <laughs> uh it's not about trust it's about money here and wwe are paying punk an enormous amount of money you've got to think mm -hmm. so they will put him in those those high profile situations uh westhead 90 says first i love Russ talk you lads are getting me through a long stint in hospital at the moment so oh. thank you second cm punk does he beat roman at wrestlemania do you think the seth video off air is real triple h team up what can we expect thanks again you both mean a lot to me oh thank you hopefully you're doing okay in hospital and quick recovery but yeah i, I think uh beat seth for the title you, you go that way and then Punk Roman later down the line. I don't know. Oh, man, punk with that bell doesn't that does not sit right with me. It's because it's it's it, put an X on it. It's because it just doesn't feel like a real world title. So well, exactly like his last one. Oh, that's actually a good point. Yeah, maybe you're right. Charles Berg says, as Punk returned, I imagine Cody one hand stretched out, reaching for something invisible, as he whispers in a defeated tone, "Story, <laughs> my story." <laughs> Uh, Thomas Solazaro has been in Memberg for 15 months in a row, says, with Punk back, this may bury AEW in ratings. This will not affect AEW in the ratings. What, Survivor Series or Punk oh, well, in well, general? To punk in general. <coughs> Survivor Series is going to crush Collision and Rampage. Like, that's, yeah. that's a given because we've got history to show that. 
But I don't think Punk being on Raw is going to hurt Dynamite's number two days later. I think it is a bit of a zero-sum game, though, as we've seen, where not both promotions can be hot and have loads of viewership at the same time. Yeah. So if WWE does keep building their viewership, I can see AW viewership dropping off a bit. So maybe, but I'm not confident. Uh, let's see what happens. Now I say yes. And Aten says, I personally can't wait for Logan versus Punk oh, Crown Jewel. Oh, that is beautiful. Yeah. Because Logan Paul can attempt the buckshot lariat. And then we could do the punk shot, Larry, and he can oh. break his foot again. Uh, and Daniel Real Heel says, can I finally say CM Punk to WWE confirmed? Uh, great ready-made Rollins feud for Mania. Always knew Hunter would never miss a chance to make a special moment. Only issue I feel is an overshadowed Randy's moment. Punk look healthy and happy. WWE at its best right now. Well, it's certainly strong. Please keep getting your chats into wrestletalk.com forward slash support while we, I guess, rather quickly go through the actual card. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the other two hours, 15 minutes that happened on this show. First off, no kickoff match and a, a, a sub three hour main card. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because we were in the pub, like, you know, the, the pub manager was like, when do you think the show will end? I was like, I think it'll be a three and a half hour show. Hour with entrances for our, for both uh, War Games matches, 90 minutes for the other three matches. I was I was off by half hour. Yeah, because you assumed that WWE gave a crap about the middle of the show. <laughs> More fool me. Seven minutes for you. Seven minutes for you. So twelve minutes for you, Gunther. So you know, on three count, we had quite. You had quite a few correct. Uh, yeah, we, we both yeah. had Bailey as the Sammy of uh, of uh, Damage Control. You had EO's bin dive. We also had another one, speaking of the kickoff show, which is uh, Booker T has a terrible opinion. <laughs> During the kickoff show, when giving their predictions for Rhea Ripley and Zoe Stark, he was like, oh, Zoe Stark's got her number. Zoe Stark's going to win. <laughs> like, even when he's working, he is it's a yeah. madman with terrible opinions. You see his Kota Ibushi thing. He, he had a pop at AEW for Kota Ibushi riding a bike. He's like, supposed to be like, you know, one of the strongest style wrestlers in the world. And you had him riding a bike. What are you doing there for? And I was like, have you ever seen a Kota Ibushi <laughs> match? This is what Kota Ibushi does. So the uh, the opening match was the Lady War Games, where the fans were allowed to vote on who gets the advantage going in. And they made the wrong choice. Which was a terrible idea because, yeah. of course, the mainstream casuals... On Twitter and all with, the bots. With their crisps. All the bots on the Twitter. <laughs> with, their, with their ruffles and their faces. Kind of like, yeah, I love the ruffle sponsorships. They uh, voted for the faces, which psychologically is a bad way to book a War Games match. It also made the, the faces look bad and made <laughs> everyone cheer damage control because they were fighting back from underneath the entire time. Also, they were presented as the coolest team. At one point, because I was again like stood in the crowd during this match, and I just laughed. And I went, <laughs> they're supposed to be the heels. But they got all of the cool moments. They got the coolest entrance. They got the coolest gear. They got all of the cool spots. And I was there being like, Bianca's lame. Shotzi's lame. Charlotte's lame. Becky's lame. EO's cool. Kyrie's cool. And I'm like, they're the baddies. Why am I cheering yeah. the bad team? There was one point when Shotzi came down for her turn. And she's like, oh, I'm going to get chairs, loads of chairs, loads of kendo sticks. And the crowd just wanted tables. 
as they are wont to do. So Shotzi stood up, looked at them all and went, and then just got in the ring and didn't get a table. <laughs> and then who got a table? Asuka! Yeah, the heel! So the crowd went mad for Asuka. I think they were chanting, thank you, Asuka. Uh, also, the story, which I really enjoyed in this match, which was the Sammy of Bloodline spot, was that Bailey just kept on saving her, her colleagues. You know, near full breaking up near fall after near fall. She pushed Kyrie out of the way, so she took a Charlotte Spear. So there was this quite like sympathetic story for Bailey, who's meant to be the heel. And it's not like the other heels were dunking on her. So that was very empathetic. That's is my favorite thing on the show. Mm. Outside of obviously like the, the moment of, of punk returning, this is the thing that I just wanted to talk about to people was the Bailey story. You love the Bailey stuff. It's so good. The match itself was clunky as all get. Oh, I really enjoyed the match. Like it, like, it was fine, but it was like, it was sloppy. Everyone was out of position for a lot of things. Like, it was not, it was far too rehearsed and far too get into the next spot. Mm. There was a moment when Asuka stopped before doing a move because Bianca was not in position yet to spray her in the face. There was a moment when uh, Eosky was supposed to be behind someone, but she wasn't in that position, so we had to watch her walk around and get into position it was like a lot of people had it like it's not very well worked but the spots that they did do like you know the bin spot and everything that was yeah. fun however the story of bailey in this match i thought was excellente because you're right she broke up every single pin my favorite of those however is there was a moment when charlotte had the figure eight in and Becky Lynch had the Disarma in, and they had that on Asuka, and they had that on Io. Kyrie Sane goes up top to break up with the insane elbow. Bailey goes up top to break up the figure eight. Bailey was the only one successful. Mm. She broke up the figure eight. Kyrie got caught by Becky Lynch into another Disarma, and Bailey had to save that spot as well. Bailey was the MVP of her team, but she was the one that got pinned, which is why they're going to look at her as the loser of the team. Yeah. Such simple quality storytelling. I loved it. On the babyface side, there was a a story that was well told, but I just feel like uh, one of the players in that story doesn't care. <laughs> so this was Charlotte and Becky Lynch. You know, Charlotte made the call to get Becky Lynch on this team. But go, did you watch any of the Go Home Smackdown? Uh, I haven't seen any of it, no. <coughs> So they played up some dissension between the two of them. You know, oh, they're not on the same page heading into the match. And then in the actual match, Becky was first in. I think Charlotte was last in. And they looked like they were going to come to blows a few times. But then, after they cleared house, they hugged. Way! And Becky's like, come on! And she showed great fire. And the crowd, she was whipping the crowd up into a frenzy. And Charlotte's just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a few people at the show last night who said, oh, you, do you want to see Charlotte versus Becky at Mania? And I went, no. no. I, 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 honestly, no. I want to see Becky versus Rhea at WrestleMania. Yeah. Thank you very much. I want to see Charlotte versus Bianca. Thank you very much. Like Those are the matches I'm excited for. I've got zero interest in Becky versus Charlotte. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a story, so I liked it. I found this well-booked. It's just baffling that they gave the baby faces the advantage. Well, no one does brand integration like WWE. <laughs> uh, speaking of, we got Otis and Pretty Deadly backstage. And they did a, a thing for what's called ruffles. Ruffles. We, ruffles. Don't, have, we don't get them here. They're not crisps. <clears throat> They're not chips. They're ruffles. Is that so? 
Well, that's that was the whole thing that oh, our right. truth said. Oh, okay. Uh, because pretty deadly. That the term for chips in England is crisps. So pretty deadly. We're like these are crisps because they're crispy. And Otis is like, no, they're chips. And then our truth returned and said, no, they're actually ruffles. I don't know if that's something they need to put on the <laughs> the FDA ingredients. <laughs> Not actually containing any potato content. <laughs> potato infused 90- starch maltodextrin. <laughs> starch with 98% salt. <laughs> uh, but yeah, our truth made a return, which was nice. Nice. Uh, and Akira Tazawa, to give him credit, did something called the Ruffle Shuffle, which was hilarious. Yeah, it's his dance. Yeah. Yeah, he does this dance on Raw. It's like, that's <coughs> like, that's the thing that's getting him over at the moment. Sami Zayn and Jey Uso are backstage. They are both anxious about whether Randy Orton will actually show up. And then they said, don't worry, just like last year at War Games, we'll have each other's back. Mm-hmm. So that was the through line for the night. One that I didn't actually care about because I just... Sure, Randy's going to be there. Yeah. But it was all to misdirect the punk stuff. Yeah. So I actually think this is very well done. Mm. Gunther versus Miz. Take us away, Luke. Loved this match. Yeah? Yeah. I thought this match was really, really good. I thought this was a solid... I said to Pete at the start of the show, I was like, this match will go 12 or 13 minutes. And Pete was like, it's going sub 10. And I was like, I bet you this goes 12 to 13 minutes. It went 12 minutes 20, and it was exactly the match it needed to be. And this is why I I got a real thrill out of this match. Because it's a wrestler versus a sports entertainer playing at being a wrestler. Mm -hmm. Tempest got so mad when Miz started doing his kicks and started doing his like kickboxing kicks that were the softest things. They were as soft as whipped mashed potato. And I said to him, I was like, they're work. It's a work. His kicks are supposed to be bad because he's a bad wrestler. That's the point of this match. He is not a good wrestler. Gunther's an actual wrestler and Gunther murdered him for not being an actual wrestler. But Tempest's like, no, I just think he sucks. And I'm like, I think you're being worked. <laughs> I think the point of this is his kicks are bad. Because there's no one in their right mind that would do those kicks on TV and be like, nailed it. <laughs> well, I, 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 do, I think maybe he does. <laughs> I, do, I get doing it as a heel. I don't get why you do it as a, ba- a baby face. I must say, Miz, Miz's baby face performance was quite something. He was able to hit a low blow behind the referee's back. Twice. Exposed the turnbuckle. And it didn't feel like he was cheating. No, well, he. <laughs> I thought they did a really good setup for this match on Raw. And I, I was talking about this on the Raw podcast for the last couple of weeks. Is that idea of, I will do whatever mm. it takes to win. Like, he won a match by putting his feet up on the rope. And I was like, that's going to lead to some really great near falls in this pay-per-view match. Because he will, he will cheat to win and Gunther will kick out. And that will be a really, really awesome spot. And it happened twice in the match. And both of them were really great near falls. Yeah, the first was that low blow and then into a skull-crushing finale. Good near fall there. But the near fall that got me was the one right after. Gunther's got him in a choke. Miz charges forward, so Gunther's head collides with the exposed turnbuckle. And then he falls, like, goes backwards to get Gunther's... Yeah, to get Gunther's shoulders on the mat. I... Yeah, I I jolted for that near fall. Yeah, it was really good. But then it was over pretty quickly after that. Yeah, because Gunther then was like, no, I think you've had enough of of you now. Boston Crab, Walls of Jericho, Lion Tamer, I'm going to win. Yeah, so I I just interpreted this as a a Boston Crab. But then since then, people have called it a Lion Tamer. 
really nice detail, actually, because Miz was going for Chris Jericho's tied record as nine-time Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, so Gunther beat him with Jericho's move. Really nice. That's very good. Because uh, Gunther's the best. And they they reference Chris Jericho. Because he's going back as well. <laughs> his contract's up, man. He's, he smells the money. Yeah. He's going to go to WWE. He's like, I've I- run out of people I can uh, ex- like sort of leech off of an AEW. WrestleMania 41, you're going to hear Judas. <laughs> WrestleMania 41, you're going to hear Judas played. I think you're right. Yeah, because yeah. I think I think you've made the the exact right point there. He, they they've not mentioned Jericho once in this build, have they? No, this was a very much like a last just, minute just thing tonight. They did talk about like Miz wanting to you know get become a nine time champion, and they would reference like tying the record, but they would never say who the person was. But this was when they were they were saying Chris Jericho. Wow, WrestleMania 41, you're going to hear Judas. Uh, but yeah, Gunther won. Um, then we got Judgment Day gloating about Randy Orton. Yuck, yuck, yuck. He's just going to turn on them anyway. Yuck, 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 yuck. Santos Escobar beat Dragon Lee. I can't believe this match went so short. Seven minutes. What was the point of it? Might as well just put Carlito in there. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah, I I would prefer Carlito getting beaten in seven minutes. And they've got like a proper blood feud going on at the moment. And it's on pay-per-view. That makes sense to me. Dragon Lee's a guy who they're slowly building and is getting over on SmackDown. So to have him beaten in a... wasn't even a... There wasn't any cheating, was it? No, you just hit the Phantom Drive yeah. and won. Like, that was that was it. Like, he, I was... I mean, me and Tempest were doing commentary during this match. And I was I was ready for it to get into its, its next gear mm. and go into its final third of the match. And then it just ended. And I was like, oh, okay. Cool, I guess. Yeah, I, I was a bit like that for the Gunther match too. I felt like, oh, they're going to go three, four more minutes and it's going to be actually really dramatic. But then they just ended it. I think that reached its natural crescendo. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, di- it did for for Miz. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Alvarez called it uh, a mediocre match by Gunther standards and an amazing match by Miz standards. <laughs> That's exactly... Always what it was going to be. New Day rode into the car park in a Slim Jim car. This is LA Knight's gimmick. Like, where are you taking LA Knight's money from? And Rhea Ripley took on Zoe Stark. Uh, the crowd were quite quiet for this. They loved Rhea. Yeah. Like, she was getting all the cheers. But Stark, as impressive as she is, no one believed her. And Ripley beat her with a riptide again in about seven, eight minutes. This, uh, this world title run by Rhea Ripley has not been good because all it has been is just very easy monster of the weeks for her to beat that she beats with no issues whatsoever which means that no one ever believes the monster of the week yeah i think her selling's really good yeah like she spent the first third of this match selling to the stark uh, but yeah, I totally agree. Also, like, and I've said this on the Raw podcast as well, but if you were going to have Zoe Stark facing Rhea Ripley for the world title, I wouldn't have had her in the five-way at Crown Jewel where she lost a match for the world <laughs> title. And then the main event was the men's war games. Seth, Cody, Jay and Sammy were panicking in the locker room beforehand that Randy might not show up. Uh, Drew had a separate entrance to Judgment Day. He's not fully in there. Well, he's not part of that team, yeah. <clears throat> but he had a, had a lot of tension with Priest. Oh yeah, I mean. Oh were, yeah, the, the, uh, I actually started this chant. I just kept going, kiss, 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 <laughs> kiss, and any time they cut away, everyone go boo, yeah. and when they come back to them, kiss, 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 uh, and this sort of 
I thought this was quite an effective story. When Jay goes down, it was, what was it? It was uh, Seth and Bala first, mm -hmm. which was a nice callback to their history together. Uh, then we got a heel, which makes sense. You want the heels having the advantage for the babyface comeback spots. So JD McDonough came in next. What, what you're saying, Ollie, is there, there is only one way to do a War Games, and that is the heels have the advantage. But for whatever reason, TNA, WCW never did this, but TNA, Vince Russo had a massive boner for trying to do this. And WWE, for whatever reason, Triple H is like, I can make it work. I yeah. can, you give me the time. I can make it work. You yeah, go, for the I NXT, can, yeah. I, you give me the baby faces, they can go in. I can make it work. <laughs> And it doesn't work. It, this match only works when the heels have the advantage. I wonder if the same thing is true for CM Punk. I can make it work. <laughs> comes in, you know, people like to talk about him, and I want to get the fans what they want, and I'll give him it. He sounds so croaky these days, doesn't he? Well, yeah, it's because he's screaming everyone backstage. <laughs> I can't talk. Look at me. I coughed <laughs> into the mic. So JD McDonough goes in, then it's main event, Jey Uso. And that's when Drew's like, well, I'm going in next. And Damien Priest says, no, 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 buddy, stick to the plan. And Priest goes out next instead. I thought that was good. Mm. Um, then uh, Sammy was in. Sammy had a great run. And he felt like the most naturally baby face over in the match. Jey Uso got a lot of chance. But that was, I would say, mostly because people like to say yeet. Yeah, yeet is over. Yeet is over. Whereas Sammy is like organic, like properly to the core. Yeah, people over. really like Sammy. Um, I noticed people weren't doing the buzzer noise on the countdown either. Well, I, I, we we were doing it. <laughs> I thought that just shows how into the match they were. Mm. So Drew's turn now. He comes down. He uh, he destroys everybody. But Jay super kicks his claymore and then a 1d with sammy because they're working together nice spot there then it's cody he's in michael cole's putting over how cody's father invented this match and also did you hear this said and cody invented something else in this very city all in oh right of course yeah chris jericho reference and alluded to the creation of aew on the same show wwe's by ring of honor <laughs> They're screwing with them. This is just like <laughs> they're not even a close number two anymore. It uh, gets the bull rope out. I got excited by that, but it never really got used. I yeah, I would thought Cody would have more emotion being in his dad's match, mm. and I never really felt that. Uh, Seth, because you've got to keep shouting. Where's Randy? <laughs> that was Seth's role here. Then Dominic Do comes down. What? Seth's one. Where's Randy? I can't do my voice. Where's Randy? <laughs> Dominic Mysterio came down. Saved the best till last. They didn't even do the countdown chant, the crowd. Mm. They just booed. Yeah, it was great. Uh, then, what was it? Uh, Dominic sort of takes out, like, there's these really puny punches on everyone, it's like Scrappy Do. Three amigos on Cody. He comes up for the third one. And he looks around and all of the babyface team are around him. Beat the crap out of him. That was very good. But then the the heels gone on top. Because of the advantage. And then everything we spoke about earlier. We got the the tease cash in from Rhea and Damien. Randy Orton comes out. Randy has a couple of good spots. Didn't yeah. So Randy didn't really He was protected, it felt like. Yeah. He he this was, you know, your greatest hits performance. 
you know you are it's been 20 years since we released this album so we're going to play that album in full at our for our next show and we're not going to play any other songs that is what this performance was go in there do the draping ddt do the pose hit an rko uh, do a big rko because someone gets thrown off a diddly d and and away you go mm-hmm. do a pose thank you very much thanks for coming i i felt like they they were really very well uh, very very competently protecting him because even those that draping ddt spot that was with all of the baby faces over the middle ropes mm. of the conjoining rings which was a nice nice visual spot but that made me realize huh Randy isn't really doing anything that's just him. It's always in a group of people. Yeah. So I don't know how cleared he really is. I'd imagine he has to be fairly cleared. Well, the sound like the doctors told him to retire, going well, by yeah, what his yeah. dad said. Yeah, but that's, you know, what are doctors made <laughs> Those, That's just some doctors. WWE doctors, on the other hand. Chris Man is still a doctor in WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's literally at SmackDown. Punk, keep him away. He'll have to be on another show. <laughs> Put him on the band list. Him and Christopher Daniels. He's not allowed in either. <coughs> and then we got the baby faces one. They all pose. The big copyright sp- logo. The big spot of the match was JD McDonough got thrown off the top of the war game cell into an RKO. It was a very, very cool spot. But it wasn't. They didn't pin JD off that move. Instead, Cody pinned Damian Priest. I like that as a finish. Yeah. Because. Damien was the leader of that team going mm. into the match. So them pinning them. Also, like I like it for two reasons. Number one, it's very good storytelling-wise for, for Judgment Day and the fractures within the Judgment Day. But number B, it means that we're done now. We are done with Team Cody versus the Judgment Day. I don't have to see Sami Zayn versus Damien Priest or Balor or Dominic or any of that i don't have to see any of that on raw now everyone can go in their own separate directions and i never have to talk about these 10 lads fighting each other well i think you're overlooking a lot of filler content that's going to happen in december it's a long time till the royal rumble two two months till the rumble (coughs) well cm punk's back now well overall i gave this uh 80 percent um four out of five it was a three out of five show that was elevated to a four out of five with the shock of the punk return for me. Yeah, I would say that's fair because this was a mid show. Like I thought the opening war games was clunky, but I loved the story mm-hmm. that they came out of it. Gunther and Miz was exactly what it needs to be. Santos's match was nothing and Rhea's match was nothing. And I thought the men's war game was totally fine. I actually thought the men's war game was a lot like last year's men's war games, which is the actual match itself is not really worth talking about. But the last five minutes mm-hmm. are very good. Yeah. Um, what did, did, should we get a, a result on a CM Punk poll. Indeed. Uh, so we have got for the CM Punk poll. Do, 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 do. Yes, 75%. No, 25%. So that's three quarters of the audience are happy to see CM Punk back. Well, it's, it's a majority. Yeah. It's a majority. Uh, we're going to have another poll up now with uh, what you thought of this show. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Uh, last call for your Omega Chats. Not Omega Chats. CMDMs at WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. <coughs> we haven't got any Patreon shoutouts for this episode, but I do encourage you to go over to Patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk because Luke and I 
last week did a really long deep dive patron exclusive podcast on Survivor Series 2014. What happened on that show? Sting returned. Sting returned. But well, Sting debuted rather. We also did a very big deep dive into what happened the week after that pay-per-view. Which is Punk's Art of Wrestling podcast dropped. And then, a week after that, Vince McMahon was on the, w, uh, the WWE Network on Austin's podcast being asked about CM Punk being fired on his wedding day. So, like, all of the drama of Punk leaving WWE, you and I have just discussed in depth with all of the dirt sheet stuff from the time and the backstage reaction to that podcast and everything that he said within it. And we would, and at one point we were like, it's weird because this might come out after a Survivor Series where Punk has returned to WWE. And lo and behold, he has. Yeah, so go over to patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk to listen to that when it's up very soon. Up on Wednesday. And you can uh, enjoy laughing at us <laughs> as we speculate on the future of CM Punk, knowing that he turns up four days after we recorded that. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Anon for sending in uh, an ultra chat uh, and thank you for your thoughts. But Andy is a member for eight months in a row, said voted AEW promotion of the year since 2019, was leaning WWE in 23 as their stories and characters have been easily better than AEW's and last night sealed that. Yeah. I mean, the Bloodline stuff's been great. Judgment Day's been ticking along. I haven't been moving since summer. So. Yes, well, that's it. I feel it's a, it's a bit unfair on AEW because, you know, the Wembley show, the Max Cole stuff. There's been a lot to, the, the a lot of MJF's feuds. The Brian Danielson one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get the feeling uh, that Survivor Series is going to get some quite a few nominations in our best pay-per-views uh, poll when uh, we do our end-of-year awards. And I don't think I would agree with that. But anyway, Riley said, I only thought this show was great. And I don't know what everyone, and I don't know why everyone thinks it was just okay. Miz and Gunther was great and went on as long as it needed. To Santa's Dragley was awesome. And Zoe Stark showcased herself well. And both war games rocked. Well, I'm glad you got uh, a lot out of it. Uh, Kean, who's been a member for 27 months in a row, says, I love Becky. Her character work really heightens the tensions in big matches. Two years running, she's got the pin. She is Miss War Games, Becky Lynch. I like that. Gabriel Reyes has been a member for 28 months in a row, says, Admittedly, I was a big punk fan to begin with, so I'll discuss the women's match. I'm so excited to see what is next for Bailey. Loved that story. Me well, too. she's going to get turned on. Yeah. And uh, turn babyface. I, I can't say enough good things about yeah. Bailey's performance in that match. The well, what a what a year, what what a like half year it's been for that damage control story. Yeah. Remember the the Money in the Bank ladder match and yeah, getting handcuffed together. Well, remember like how bad damage control were mm. towards like the tail end of last year and then going into early this year, where it was like this like Bianca and friends has killed this team something rotten, and they have just kind of had a complete career resurgence. The derbiest of derp says, hey lads, I'm with Triple H right now. Biggest return last night was R-Truth. <laughs> so excited to see him on my screen again because he, uh, he's genuinely, I think, the greatest comedy act WWE has seen. Oh, Fandango would have something to say. Not Fandango, you know, but the fashion police. Yeah. Uh, Dylan said, Randy looked less like a viper and more like an anaconda last night. Despite everything else, I think the RKO to JD off the top of the cage will be remembered. Plus, when Randy is catching opponents into a falling RKO, he doesn't have to jump as high. Saves on his back. I know I'm late to the game here, but CM Punk returned last night felt like a car crash I can't look away from. I'm not overjoyed like I was in 2021, but I'm certainly captivated. That's how I feel too. Yeah. 
That Dylan guy said, overall great show, IMO. All the right people won, though I did want damage control to win. Randy getting the KO NXT return, uh, great. I didn't care about Punk returning. Then Cult's personality hit. I was speechless. And then I saw him and almost cried from the enjoyment. That's wrestling. Uh, Dragonheart says, thanks for answering my questions, guys. You two and Laurie are the reasons I became a fan of this channel with Punk Back Ollie. Will you go back to reviewing <laughs> WWE shows? Tempest can do AEW from now on, and you can do Raw while Luke can do, ooh, Luke can do SmackDown. <laughs> hmm. uh, miss you reviewing WWE TV, Ollie. Maybe. Uh, Grebo was at the long arm last night. Big shout out to Mark, who kept the faith that Punk would be <laughs> returning. What an amazing night. We'll wait and see if Punk does anything of note in WWE this time around, or if it's a mistake. There were quite a few people that wore CM Punk shirts, but underneath things. So, like, uh, someone had like had an actual Christian Cage like turtleneck on. He was like, I don't want people to see I'm wearing a Punk shirt just in case <laughs> he doesn't come back. But if he does come back, I'm whipping this sucker off. Nice. But there were some people who were just proudly wearing CM Punk t-shirts and being like, it's happening. Mm. It's happening tonight. Cody has been a member for 17 months in a row. Says, great news for Punk. WWE does not use real glass in their spots. <laughs> Hopefully, the, uh, honestly, though, this return feels flat. Interested to see what Punk does next, though. Uh, Ty Boogie says, with CM Punk returning, AJ Lee return confirms. Oh, that's not a bad shout. Women's Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. She, I mean, she didn't return to AEW, though. Mm. Uh, Body Slam Bob, the best thing about Punk going over is that when MJF goes over, they can rekindle their feuds. I think Punk is. I think MJF is. Max is re-signed. He's re-signed. Yeah. Uh, General Jimmy G has been a member for 26 months in a row, says wrestling news needs to take a chill pill. Between Vince, Punk, injuries and signings, I'm getting news whiplash. Had a grand night at the long arm. The vibe was mental. My next question is, what's next? Keep up the good words, lads. Jam that jam. You say beat Seth? I say enters a program with Seth. I think we'll get a pipe bomb promo on Raw uh, tomorrow night. Wow. Um, then, yeah. I don't know. I, me personally, I would like to see his return at the Royal Rumble match, but I don't know how you elongate that over the winter period. I think you retrofit the Nakamura thing into Punk, and you do Punk Nakamura as his first feud. Yeah. Uh, you just missed a few because... Uh, Oh, you're absolutely right. I did. Uh, Ash has said here, acknowledge me, Swaff Nation. It's been a member for eight months, by the way. He said, will be part of the best pay-per-view uh, of the year. Love you all, Malaysian fanboy. Longitudinal dude. Uh, <laughs> did Andy find his glasses? I don't know, actually. Oh, I didn't know he lost them. Uh, Mr. Meowndes has become a member. Kara Stealth has become a member. And Sheila Cordell has become a member. And Dylan Haggett here says, what does WWE need to do with their premium live events to get back to the great streak of shows they had earlier this year? Just make the all of the wrestling better and have a few better angles. Yeah, I think not like having a mid of the show is actually being good mm. as opposed to just filler. Uh, Cole says, hey, fellas, I believe Seth Freakout is a work, but I can't help but see the rest of the team, Rhodes and JD, not reacting at all. Uh, either way, work or not, I think Seth as a professional will put his differences aside for a classic feud. 100% they yeah. will do. And Kara Seldt here says the difference between WWE and AEW is that when Seth is acting out, it's work by professionals. In AEW, it's wrestlers going to business for themselves at the expense of that business. And that's the difference and Punk's main grievance. That won't be the case in WWE. I, well, well, we'll see because he has already uh, quit WWE as well. 
Well, yes. And he got, yeah, he quit and then got fired on his wedding day. And the reason why he quit is because he did not want to work with Triple H at WrestleMania and felt that he should have had the WrestleMania main event slot over The Rock and John Cena. Yeah, amongst many other issues. But that's all we've got time for today. We've got a one last poll to read the results for. We certainly do. So let's end this poll. Uh, very positive thoughts on this one. Thumbs up 70% mid 25 with the rest going to the thumbs down. How many thumbs down? Well, I mean, it says 3%, but because there's like percent, there's like percentages in there and, and uh, decimal places. Yeah, well, overall very positive. Yeah. Uh, please do subscribe to the WrestleTalk podcast. I know a lot of new people seem like they're watching. And go over to WrestleTalk, the other channel, where we've got my review of the, the show. And Luke has a video going live very shortly on all the backstage heat yeah, that CM about, Punk already has. Talking about Seth Rollins' freakout and whether or not that's a work. It is. And Drew McIntyre storming out. Is that a work? It probably isn't. Uh, as well as Triple H's thoughts on the show, how the deal came together. So yeah, that's going to be going up on the WrestleTalk News channel tomorrow. We're going to have the Collision Review. The day after that, we'll be having the Raw Review. Uh, and then we'll have Dynamite this week as well as so the yeah. Continental Classic rolls on. But also also out this week will be my sit-down interview with Claudio Castagnoli, oh. which I'm recording on Tuesday, so I won't be on the Raw Review this week. But until then, thank you so much for joining us. Please do subscribe to this channel if you haven't already. I've been Luco in DAD. That has been Ollie Davis. Jam that jam. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.